what we do here is go back, 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 back. I love you guys. special edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And we have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is here, baby. I love it. I love Thanksgiving week. Short work week for some, hopefully for most. But yeah, th- there's nothing like Thanksgiving. Getting together with the fam. Throwing the old pigskin as we talked about mm-hmm. in this episodes. Early, early morning football. Um, it's great. So what we decided to do was to get you a Thanksgiving special episode here. Um, so we're actually recording Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. If anyone was curious, we don't just grind grind film. You know, we grind early in the day um, to get out the content for the for the peeps, for our listeners. So absolutely, just a little bit of a rundown here. So we're um, we're going to change it up on the mortal locks. We're actually going to give you guys an extra pick. We're going to pick one from the Thursday night or from the um, Thursday slate, which is three games. I believe it's 9 a.m., 1 o'clock, and 5. Um, so we're going to pick one of those games. And then we'll also give you um, one for the Sunday slate as well. As everyone knows, Mondays are disavowed. You're not allowed to select those, mm-hmm. even though Micah gets tempted every week. <laughs> um, then we're going to go into our preview. Mike is going to hit on the Raiders' offense against the Falcons' defense. I'll hit the Raiders' defense, Falcons' offense. We'll give our predictions, have a couple listener questions, and we will get you out of here. Um, so as I, you know, you said a little bit earlier is we have uh, one for Thursday. We have one for Thanksgiving day. And as we we're, as we were talking before this is, you know, we're, you know, I was like, Hey, what are you thinking? Which game are you thinking? And we're kind of going back and forth. I don't know. And then he's like, you know, I'm actually thinking, or actually, I, I think I said, I was like, oh, I'm thinking the Steelers Ravens game. And he's like, Oh, I was thinking that game too. I'm like, Oh, well, which side? And he's like, I'm on the other side of you. And I was like, this is going to be the first week. I think we're just going to lock this in. So we are actually doing a Thanksgiving head-to-head mortal lock only one victor here on this mm-hmm. one so i mm-hmm. thought that'd be a little it'd be it'd be cool it'd be a little special it's also you know just for everyone out there they might be disappointed but we're not going to be spending thanksgiving together but there might be a possibility that we will see each other thursday night mm-hmm. how nice would that be as our mortal locks are battling each other yes so, um one so for the th- ages it will be so thursday night best game of the day Raven Steelers, which side you falling on, bro? What I have is I have Baltimore at four and a half. It's an interdivision game. We've had some COVID stuff on both sides of the things. It's a Thursday game. There's so much wonkiness built into this game that I I don't. I, it should be it should be a pick 'em purely based off of, of off of wonky level that this game could potentially be at. And I think the Steelers got to go down at some point. Ravens are primed to do that. Like I said, interdivision game. Teams always play harder. Teams always play different in those games. And I just think, you know, this is this is a game where people have been very down on the Ravens. They've been talking a lot of ish on the Ravens. And, you know, they're not living up to what everyone expected them to do. So they're rightfully so getting the the hate. But I think this is the time where they go out and they they make a, a statement game. Get it. I think they'll get a W, but by all means, at least lose by three or you know 
like, well, I guess four points or less, but they're at least a field goal worse than the Steelers, or they're going to beat them. And they're going to make a statement game in the sense of being on national television and telling national media, telling the people like, oh yeah, the Ravens are pretty good. They are, they aren't as bad as maybe they were trending towards. So that's what I got. Baltimore minus four and a half. Plus four and a half. Plus four and a half. Sorry. Yes, because I have the Steelers, minus <laughs> and, a half, and I agree with everything you're saying. And it's it's actually it was just it was just a game that I I was going back and forth on hardcore, but I also I'm like Redskins, Cowboys, Texans, Lions. I'm good. I'm good there. So yeah. I think this any interdivisional game is always tough, especially these two teams. They know each other so well. The reason I just lean towards this a little bit is just the fact that. Um, Ravens took a you know tough loss that you actually benefited on with the uh, the Titans, mm-hmm. and uh, then they had a couple cases of COVID that tested positive. So J.K. Dobbins, uh, Mark Ingram, Pernell McPhee on the defense side of the ball tested positive. Short week, flying out to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at home, so I don't think it's going to be a route by any means. Um, but I do think that the Steelers have so much momentum on their side. Do you know what I call the Ravens passing attack? Hmm. The the top hat approach. You know, top hat, right? So it's straight across, mm-hmm. okay. Which is all just bubble screens, you know, whatever little, little stuff on the sides, flats, whatever. Yeah. And then it funnels in and it just goes straight up. Mm-hmm. So that's all between the hashes because Lamar Jackson cannot throw outside the numbers. It's just no, they don't have enough weapons on the defense side of the ball. Pittsburgh is so good, um, creating turnovers, stopping the run which the Ravens is their strength um, and they have, and they're missing their top two back. So it's Gus Edwards against the world Thursday night. So I just think they're undermatched. I think there's a lot of momentum on the Steelers side, but because of that, the Ravens can get up to play for anyone <laughs> and it's going to be a battle. Um, and I think it's going to be, it's going to go down to the wire. So I think it's going to be exciting. So I like that. I got Steelers minus four and a half. Mike has got the other side. It's a Thanksgiving battle. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what Thanksgiving is all about. It's all about mm-hmm. family battles, not, bad battle you know sometimes it's about being thankful for things but battling people battling people is too and within the football world you're battling all day whether you're playing or watching you're battling for that last you know that last chip that last little side and sometimes maybe just drink some wine and and bring up politics you know who knows (laughs) probably not the best idea no i know you'd be surprised though um okay well good lock that in so Let's go into the action, you know, the Sunday slate. Um, what do you have for this Sunday for your additional mortal lock of the week? Yeah. So as we were going into this and, and I decided what game I was going to pick, I realized that I inadvertently just decided I was going for potential teams that were on fraud alert and teams that were put on fraud alert by you. And that's why I have Carolina Panthers at another plus four and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know. I I go off of a lot of juju, and I think that the Vikings are kind of in a higher spot right now. The Panthers are kind of who they are, kind of floating around. You know, they're on a forever fraud alert. From I don't even know if they're on a fraud alert. I think you just think they're frauds in general. But yeah, I I don't think so. I'm not saying, once again, I'm not saying they're going to go out here and beat the Vikings. But as we've said multiple times, we don't care about teams winning or losing. We care about who covers. And I think that essentially in, in the same vein that the Vikings are a field goal better team than the Panthers. But the Panthers could also on a, a very good day squeeze out a win here. So 
I, that's I'm going that route just because I, I feel one, I don't feel super great about any of the other games on the slate. And two, I just think that, you know, teams come through for me when I need them to. And I'm, and I'm right, trying to ride out the Panthers again after they, they're one to know for me that so far this year. So. No, I mean, you got to go back to the well, dude, you know, and, and the Panthers, I just, I think they're fraud as a football team, but I don't know what the, the stats are, but I, I'm pretty sure they've covered more often than not. So maybe not frauds from mortal locks, but frauds as, as far as I see it. <clears throat> well, good pick. We'll see how that shapes up. I am going to the wonderful land of Buffalo and I Ooh. have the Buffalo bills minus five and a half. Again, that's really ironic that you picked four and a half. And then I actually picked five and a half, which I thought the Steelers game was, but it's not anyways, Buffalo minus five and a half at home against the chargers and chargers came off a big victory, Whew, huge victory against the jets um, where they almost blew it too. So I think that the chargers are explosive. I'll give them that. But I do think that Buffalo after a bye had a week to prepare here. Um, defense hasn't been as good as it was last year, but um, I do think they have the guys on the, um, in the secondary that can defend this passing attack. Um, the Chargers are getting um, Austin Eckler back, which will be good for them. But I just think Buffalo is a playoff team off of a bye. Um, they should win the division, and I think they'll be ready for it. I do think they're six points better than the Chargers. Um, West Coast team flying out to the East Coast, all those factor in. Um, I'm going Buffalo minus five and a half. You know, I'm going to write that one in pen. So, we'll get good, good, good. So let's get into our preview. So as mentioned, um, you're going to take the Raiders offense against the Falcons defense. Currently, Raiders are going to Atlanta. What I have right now is um, uh, Las Vegas Raiders are favored by three points on the road, East Coast style. How are you looking or how are we looking on the offense side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, as you highlighted from last week's game, you know, the offense is really good and the offense has been flying high. They've been able to go out there and and do whatever they want. And and honestly, I feel really good about this game. I agree with your sentiment earlier as well that it could potentially be a trap game, but I think that's more their offense versus our defense side of the side of the ball as opposed to vice versa, like I'm covering at the moment. So they have a pretty bad defense for the most part. I, I guess it kind of averages out middle of the road. They're like bottom four in a passing yards defense, but they do have a, uh, um, I think like top 10, top 15 run defense game, which isn't saying much. They're giving up like 106 yards a game. And we all know that that's where our bread and butter's at. I'm not worried that they're going to come in here and, you know, stop the run or anything like that. But I think this is, this is a game where, I think the Raiders are going to win regardless. I think they could very well go one of two ways. And there's going to be two two narratives, two things that could possibly happen. Uh, the Raiders could go in and pull out a victory against the Falcons, but also, you know, it'd be close and essentially kind of play down to their level. You know, everybody's talking about how, okay, maybe the Raiders aren't as good as we thought because, look, the Falcons almost beat it. Or we can go out there and we can completely route the Falcons and continue to set it in stone that we are one of the better competing teams in the AFC, in the NFL. Now, as you mentioned, with the timeout situation, you know, the great teams don't do that things. You know what the great teams do also? They go out and beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They, you know, win the close games against other good teams and they go out and they just handle the teams that they're supposed to be. And that's what I believe we are going to do. But like you said, being a trap game, I could see it going 
the other way in the sense of it being closer than it really should be. But I think with our offense going out there, I think we're going to be able to do whatever we want. Um, it's obviously going to start with Jacobs on the ground, ground and pounding it, getting going early. There's a uh, stat floating around out there that uh, the Raiders are, I believe, eight and one when Jacobs has two touchdowns and 100 plus yards. So let's start with that uh, and keep that statistic going because we obviously know when he gets rolling, the offense can pick and choose what they want to do. DC goes off the play action. They get people open. You know, you get that defense sucked up. There's, I guess there's three, three guys I kind of want to touch on, on that defense uh, starts with their middle linebacker, Deion Jones. He's that dude that's, that's leading their run defense uh, up middle. He's got 65 total tackles over the year, 42 of them solo, and he's got three sacks already. Uh, so they do, you know, they like to, bring him up and, and get him get him blitzing, get him going after the quarterback and, and he really steps up steps up in the run game. Also their strong safety, Keanu Neal. That dude, he has unfortunately been riddled with injuries over his career, but he has been a baller. He's essentially the, you know, the Abrams of their defense. And he himself has 65 total tackles and 49 solo tackles. So he's doing even better than their middle linebacker is and coming up and stepping up. Uh, he's got one sack as well. But um, I, I would say if there was somebody on the defensive backside of things to kind of worry about, make sure we're keeping our eye on, it's definitely him. Now they do have all, they do also have uh, rookie AJ Terrell, someone coming into the draft that I know. Um, I, I don't know where you were at on him, but I, I know I kind of liked him, you know. Clemson guy there was you know looking at it there was a good chance for like just purely based off of that Mayock might try to target him but you know he was ranked in there as one of the top five corners I think that he has been struggling a little bit hasn't quite lived up to that top I think they were picking at 16 or something like that he was a you know top 20 draft pick but you know that is another that is another thing I think that we could go out there and potentially you know expose him whether he's trying to keep up in a foot race with rugs or if he's trying to match up on any other uh, of our receivers. But I don't know. I, I feel really good about this. Uh, like I said, I think that there's going to be any question marks in this game. It's going to be, you know, what you're about to touch on in the, their offense versus our defense. But I expect them to go out there, handle business. I expect the running game to get at least two touchdowns. Hopefully it's Jacobs getting both of them expect dc to throw for three touchdowns as well and just completely have an overall offensive game that just goes out there and is sound gets going early and you know keeps the keeps the foot on the pedal i like it man um i think you know our offense definitely has the upper hand here um, a lot of what you touched on i think jacob seems to have a big game and i think we can definitely take advantage of of where they've they've lacked on the defense side of the ball and and use our versatile attack our well-balanced attack to control the game and and, and the reason I think this is a trap game is just the fact that, you know, the Sunday night loss was tough. Um, and then really you flip around and you go back to the East coast for an earlier game um, and a game that you should win. So it's the trap game is more about the, the Raiders that we know um, where I'm like, man, I could see a letdown here, but really, if you think about it, Raiders have gone to um, Carolina, they've gone to Cleveland, they've gone to Kansas city, um, won all of those games on the East coast. So I'm not too fearful of them not being able to rise to the occasion, but as it relates to the Raiders defense, <clears throat> I think, you know, the Falcons just have, they have some dudes on the, on the offense side of the ball. So Matt Ryan is top five in passing yards, but <clears throat> he's only actually had 15 touchdowns on the year through 10 games. So, so really that's one and a half touchdowns a game, which isn't going to cut it. Um, so yards are fine, but 
they haven't been able to punch in the end zone. You look at the running attack, they have Todd Gurley, you know, receivers wise, you got Calvin Ridley, you got Julio Jones, um, Hayden Hurst. Julio is actually questionable as he is every game, but um, they said it's going to be a true game time decision. He got banged up last week, only had about 20 snaps. So obviously without Julio, that is going to be great for us. I think that we match up well against them. Um, they just, they're just explosive and, and it could be a track meet and I don't want that to happen, but you know, what I would prefer is to have someone like Trayvon Mullen man up on Ridley, you know, because Ridley's a smooth route runner. Um, he's not super fast, but he's more quick in and out of his routes. I think Mullen's better in that sense. And then you can have Damon Arnett go on uh, Julio with maybe some over the top help. Um, that's how I see it at least. And Todd Gurley doesn't scare me necessarily, but he has nine touchdowns through 10 games. And that's pretty dang good for running back. But, you know, overall, I just think that we, this is a chance for our defense to get right. You know, we should have LaMarcus Joyner back. Um, we should have Littleton back um, and Clee. I know they still have to go through protocol and everything like that. But if, if we have those guys back, it's going to be great for our defense just with depth. But we have seen guys like Nick Morrow step up. So if, even if Littleton is not back, I feel good there. Just having Clee back to control the line, to control the edge, which we're really we got exposed against the Chiefs um, is going to be big for us. Um, in the running game especially. So um, I don't know. I think it's just, it's one of those games where the Falcons, they always fight. You know, they had a, a letdown last week, only scoring nine points. But even with that nine point game, they averaged 25 points a game. So they can score, they can put, you know, some points on the board. And it's just always tough to go to the East Coast and play an early game after a letdown on Sunday night. But I think this is a different Raider team that, that we're, you know, not accustomed to that. I, you know, I, I believe that they have a chip on their shoulder and they're out to prove something. And I agree with you hundred percent that this is, you know, the good teams rally back and, and go and beat the teams that they need to. And it could be a close game. It could be, you know, where we don't blow them out by any means, but I think that they know what they need to do. We got to go handle business and, just, I know you touched on the offense side, but I think it's a, a big Josh Jacobs game. I think he has to, I think he has to go off and I think we need to be able to just pound the rock on them and then be able to take some shots off of it, off play action or whatnot. But, you know, got to get to Matt Ryan. Saints had six sacks last week. Um, we have to be able to at least get some pressure. He's not a mobile quarterback. So we got to be able to pressure him on the inside, get some, you know, some turnovers or at least get some pressures to where some ill-advised throws get them off the field and third downs, things like that. But I think this is a, a, a game for the defense to show themselves. And I think we match up well with them, even if, even with Julio on the field, Julio can dominate anyone, but I think we can have an attack for him. We can have a plan for him. We have faced some dang good receivers throughout the year. So we'll see. So I think the defense is going to have a test, but I think this is going to be one of the games where, where they got to show out a little bit and, and be able to work back into our offense to where we can control the ball. We can just put up points like we do and, and let's just get out of Atlanta and get out of there with the dub. So um, as, as I mentioned, um, Raiders are three point favorites. Let's go to predictions. What do you have for this game? Yeah. Well, before we get to that, I just want to uh, touch on a minute is that I don't think anything could have been more of a case of irony than the Raiders signing Tack McKinley and adding Vic Beasley to the practice squad. You know, McKinley oh, yeah. uh, barring a, a physical, uh, which I believe he passed, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, they essentially two first-round draft picks by the Falcons as pass rushers. And, you know, that, you know, we're kind of loading up. We're trying to we're trying to get more pressure on the edge, you know, with obviously Klee being out. We looked at it, and, you know, we've had decent help from our other depth guys, but you can't have too much pass rush. And I'm hoping we potentially get to see either 
one of them or both of those guys this week. But just wanted to note that they did bring those guys in as we go into Falcon Week. So on the prediction side of things, I expect us to go in there and handle business. I expect us to win in somewhat of a blowout fashion. Wouldn't be surprised if it was closer than we'd like too close for comfort on the side of things. But nonetheless, I got the Raiders going out scoring 35 points and I got the defense surprisingly coming up big and only giving up 21 points. So 35, 21 Raiders win in a two touchdown fashion while the defense also puts up a medium good game against a high talented offense. Yeah, that's great. Not too far off from what I have. Um, so I have the Raiders winning 31, 24. And really, I think it's, it's going to be where we're controlling the game, the whole, or we're controlling, you know, the whole pace of everything throughout the game. And I can see, you know, I, I think we're going to put up 30 plus points we have for the majority of the year, but I, I could see a 31, 17 late Falcons touchdown, making it closer than it actually is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think we do beat him soundly. We should, um, that should happen on our end. So that's what I'm going for. 31, 24 Raiders hope it's one of those scores or at least just a dub. Um, Cause that's all we need. Just one, baby. Let's, let's get out of there. So, okay. So we are going to close you out with some listener questions here. Um, I got one and then you're going to go through the last one here. Um, but we have one from K Bauer. Ooh. Okay. So maybe a little bit of some competition on B Bauer. Are they related? I don't know. Are they together? Not sure. You guys don't need to know that that's their business, but K Bauer she likes to, she's going to say this, this is what Kay Bauer is after, is after RTP. She says, Hey, RTP, if you had to choose an NFL team to be on strictly based on the style of the uniform, nothing else, which team would you choose to be on? That's a good question. That's a good question. Cause you know, you always hear a lot of stories of like, guys with their girlfriends, guys with their wives, you know, they're doing, they're doing pick them leagues or, you know, the, the, survivor leagues where they pick someone every week and they're like i don't know how my girlfriend just keeps winning all she's doing is picking based off of which uniforms look the best (laughs) or something along you know what i mean so yeah this is a good question i like this one i would have to say for me i would have to go with the green bay packers and that is because uh, they have a very classic uniform but also it was the same colors as our high school rock the green and gold and the white Take me back to the high school days. You know, I you know, really always loved the color scheme. You know, you get your fancy wristbands on and your new cleats and you get all those things matching. And I don't, it just, the color scheme of it, is, you know, has always, always been near and dear to my heart. So I, I would probably have to go with the Packers purely based on a nostalgia factor. I like it. Um, great question, Kate Bauer. So I'm going to go with the Ravens, actually. And Mm. I think because I believe uniforms need to be versatile. Um, Mm -hmm. They also need to be a little threatening, right? Mm -hmm. They need to be like, hey, we're out here to to knock your socks off, right? Um, And I think the Ravens have some nasty jerseys. Um, They got the all whites. I like the purple in it. Shout out Amador. So I like the being intertwined in that, but really it's, it's the all blacks for me. When the yeah. Ravens go, the all blacks, they mean business mm-hmm. that because I said that they're probably rocking the all blacks on, uh, <laughs> on Thursday night. And if yeah. that's the case, then I'm, I'm done for it. But I just think it's, I just love the, 
love the way that the color scheme fits, right? I love the way that they intertwine the purple. Sometimes, like I said, it's, it's the all whites, it's all blacks. But for me, I like the Ravens versatile scheme. I was thinking about the Seahawks because they have, they're basically like the Oregon football. Yeah, um, they have so much of the variety. NFL. They have so, many, so much variety. They have the highlighters, um, highlighter green and everything like that. But I'm going to go Ravens. I like the intimidation factor there. That's my answer. Good question, Kay Bauer. And I mean, I, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to put B Bauer on the hot seat, but I'm just going to say someone's someone's on your on your tail right someone's now. Someone's nipping at the heels. Yep, just nipping, just nipping. So we'll see how how she closes out the rest of the year. Yeah, well, and true to form fashion, our last question is from B Bauer. And, you know, I, I think that he he's done a very great job at coming in with very good questions, you know, hot topic questions, very, uh, you know, get, keep the boys on their toes type questions. And then he can also just come in with the good old classics like this question is. And he says, Hey, RTP, what are you thankful for this football season? I'll kick that to you. That's a good question. Mr. Consistency back at it again. (laughs) Well, I'm going to give two answers if that's okay. So number one, I'm just going to go. Okay, sure. I'm just kidding. Um, Well, I'll go three. How about three answers? (laughs) So I'm just going to cheat a little bit. Um, I'm thankful for football in general. I'm thankful that during the, these pandemic times, these crazy times, we still have football. It hasn't been smooth, but just the fact that football is on, we can do this podcast, we can enjoy it. Something to take us off of, of what's actually happening in the world as pandemic happened, maybe the presidential race, you know, things like that um, can distract us a little bit. So um, I like that. Second one is going to be the just the competition, really how the NFL has been competitive and that's more so by team. So if you look at the AFC, there's a ton of six and four or better teams um, in the league. And I think it's great. You know, they added a, a, a second wild card, that seventh seed, which is cool. Um, and I just think it makes it fun because um, there's that in the hunt slide where, or there's a lot of teams that are in the mix, you know, but always um, loved in the hunt slide. Yeah. But graphic. I mean, then you, yeah. And you look at like some bottom feeders that have been throughout the last 10 years, you have the, the Browns, the Dolphins, the Raiders, right? Like it's, I think it's, it's just been cool to see different teams step up. And, and because of that, it's been, it's provided just exciting Sundays, you know, exciting games that are played and whatnot. So I would say the overall competition of the NFL has been awesome and it's been fun and it's kept it interesting. And then my, my third answer to this question is um, I would say the, uh, the future of the QB position. Mm. Okay. If you're, you know, kind of like a history, an um, NFL history guy. Um, I know B. Bowers a history guy. Shout out Amador again. If you look at it, there's always that like fear of like, okay, Brady's on his last leg, Brees on his last leg. We had this with Peyton Manning too when he was on his way out. You're just like, man, where's that next wave of quarterbacks that are coming in? Because quarterbacks, it, it makes the league. It's, it's the yeah. toughest position in sports, and, it, and it's the most exciting, and it's the most demanding. Um, and it's not football's not good without good quarterback play. Um, and I just think if you look at even the rookies this year, Herbert, Burrow, Tua, all those guys are getting chances. Poor Joe Burrow got hurt. Hope he, you know, hope he gets better and is back next year. But you look at those three that came into the league. You look at Kyler Murray. You look at Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes even Russ, he's going to play for another 10 years. Like, but then you have that second wave of, you know, Aaron Rodgers and then Drew Brees and um, Tom Brady, who are kind of on their way out. Phil Rivers, hopefully he retires one day. He kind of has nine kids to take care of, but I just think that the quarterback position is taken care of for the next 10 to 15 years. And I think that's what makes it good. And it's going to be exciting. And, and I think it just, 
ties into the competition of the NFL and, and these teams are finding their quarterbacks. And if not, they're drafting next year and they're trying to get Trevor Lawrence. You got Justin Fields coming in, Trey Lance. So that that's where I just think quarterback makes the, the NFL world go around here. And, and I think we're in a good spot. So that's my answer. B. Bauer, good question. Yeah, I love it. I love both of those. Well, I'm glad you didn't take mine. And I was thinking about it and trying to come up with a good answer for this. And I may be, you know, chalking it up a little bit, but this football season, man, I'm just, I'm thankful for the podcast. I'm thankful for the listeners, the readers, the subscribers. You know, we talked about, we've talked for a little while now of, of, you know, trying to do this, trying to get a podcast out, you know, trying to figure out the, you know, we always knew it was going to wanted to be around sports in general, but, you know, the Raiders and the teams that we like and all that stuff. But, you know, we really, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing without the listeners, without the people that support us. So I'm thankful for you guys, thankful for you guys, thankful that we have such support that we're able to do what we're doing, that we're able to, you know, switch things up and you guys still support us. We're able to, you know, just kind of be us and, and talk about the Raiders and talk about football and just get after it, whether it's, completely absurd what we're talking about or, or you know factually correct so i i just you know i agree with everything on your side of things about just having football in general this year with everything that's going on and how it's it's helped it's been such a long year and the year has also flown by at the same time we're already thanksgiving but so much stuff has happened it's been great to have football to kind of disconnect from the real world a little bit but yeah i'm just happy i'm happy and thankful for all of you guys out there because it allows us to do what we're doing. Just do it. You just do it every week. You just, <laughs> it's the right answer. That's the right answer. I, 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 as always go off and be like, Oh, I love the, the fact that the Browns are competitive and you're like, I, I love you guys. Like, God, <laughs> dang it. <Micah. laughs> but no, Sorry. I'm glad you said no. I'm glad you said that, but I'm thankful for you guys as well. I want you to know that. You know, I'm thankful for sticking by my side with the mortal locks, but no, this has been fun. It's been really cool for me, cool for us to do this and excited to keep it going, but good stuff, man. Well, yeah. big game coming up. Got to win this game. Absolutely. Um, you know, hopefully not a trap game for us, but we'll see how it, we'll see how it works on Sunday morning. And, um, you know, glad that we could get something out for Thanksgiving and, and get you guys, you know, get you guys in the right mode for, for whatever you're doing, but stay safe, everyone out there big time game this week looking yeah. forward to it let's go yeah so as always share rate subscribe review give us five stars on apple and you know wherever you see it get some more eyeballs on it we are happy to be officially publishing through blue wire hustle and all the support that they give us and it's been fantastic with that but like i said it comes down to you guys and and we appreciate you and we appreciate you helping us get the word out and we just ask that you continue to support us and as always Hope the Raiders get a big W, and we'll see you on the recap pod. Raider Nation, stand up as always. Peace.